Hello, welcome to Daily Prayer today for July 31st, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Gracious God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have embraced us as your own and made us one in Christ's body. By the power of your Holy Spirit, continue to nourish and strengthen us in the ways of faith, hope, and love through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our reading for today is one Psalm 122 and 149, 2 Samuel chapter 5, 22 through 6, 11, Acts 17, 16 through 34, and Mark 8, 1 through 10. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say peace be with you, within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Psalm 149 Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise God's name with dancing, making melody to God with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in God's people. God adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands to execute justice on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decreed, This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Praise the Lord. From 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 22 to 6, 11. Once again, the Philistines came up and were spread out in the valley of Rephaim. When David inquired of the Lord, God said, You shall not go up, go round to their rear, and come upon them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then be on the alert, for then the Lord has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. David did just as the Lord had commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines from Giva all the way to Gazir. David again gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David and all the people with him set out and went to Baal Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. 
They carried the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out to the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzziah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart. When the ark of God and Ahio went in front of the ark, David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him there because he reached out his hand to the ark. And he died there beside the ark of God. David was angry because the Lord had burst forth with an outburst upon Uzzah. So that place is called Perez Uzzah to this day. David was afraid of the Lord that day. He said, how can the ark of the Lord come into my care? So David was unwilling to take the ark of the Lord into his care in the city of David. Instead, David took it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. From Acts chapter 17, verses 16 through 34. While Paul was waiting for them, Silas and Timothy in Athens, he was deeply distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he er argued in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons, and also in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Also, some Epicurean and Stoic philosophers debated with him. Some said, What does this blabber want to say? Others said, He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign divinities. This was because he was telling the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. So they took him and brought him to the Areopagus and asked him, May we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting? It sounds rather strange to us, so we would like to know what it means. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners living there would spend their time in nothing but telling or hearing something new. Then Paul stood in front of the Areopagus and said, Athenians, I see how extremely religious you are in every way. For as I went through the city and I looked carefully in the objects of your worship, I found among them an altar with the inscription, To an unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it. He who is Lord of heaven and earth does not live in shrines made by human hands, nor is God served by human hands as though God needed anything, since God, God's self gives to all mortals life and breath in all things. From one ancestor God made all the nations to inhabit the whole earth, and God allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for God and find God. Though indeed, God is not far from each one of us. For in God we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we too are his offspring. Since we are God's offspring, we ought not to think that the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of mortals. 
While God has overlooked the times of human ignorance, now God commands all people everywhere to repent because God has fixed a day on which God will have the world judged in righteousness by a man whom God has appointed. And of this, God has given assurances to all by raising him from the dead. When they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some scoffed, but others said, We will hear you again about this. At that point, Paul left them, but some of them joined him and became believers, including Dionysius and the Areopagite and a woman named Damaris and others with them. And from Mark chapter 8, verses 1 through 10. In those days, when there was again a great crowd within, without anything to eat, he called his disciples, Jesus did, and said to them, I have compassion for the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from a great distance. His disciples replied, How can one feed these people with bread here in the desert? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute, and they distributed them to the crowd. They had also a few small fish, and after blessing them, he ordered that these two should be distributed. They ate and were filled, and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Now there were about 4,000 people, and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat and with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we have from um, 2 Samuel, David is now working to not only bring uh, his sort of political capital to Jerusalem, he also now wants to bring. God to this capital, so that this will be the center of all life, not only sort of civil and and governmental and army and that sort of stuff, but also the the center of the religious life. Um, but that doesn't quite go as expected. Uh, God does not necessarily not ne- that God doesn't necessarily not want to go, but we get into trouble when we think we can put God in a box literally, and have God do exactly what we want God to do. So they go and they put the Ark of the Covenant on this new cart, and they're bringing with great pomp and circumstance and all these things. God has not requested this, by the way, you notice, but they are bringing it to Jerusalem anyways, and they're going along and Uzzah um, tries to catch it and touches the Ark of the Covenant. Now, this is a huge no-no. Um, we know this all the way from, um, from the law. Very, very, very clear that no one is to touch the Ark of the Covenant. In fact, part of the instructions for building the Ark of the Covenant are these um, gold hooks and these long staffs so that the priests, when they're carrying it along, they can kind of put the stick through the, these hoops and carry it without touching the box itself. Of course, we know this from the historical document of um, 
Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, or uh, the Ark of the Covenant, um, the Lost Ark, Raiders of the Lost Ark. There you go. That's what it's called. Um, it, you know, like powerful things. God's presence is a powerful, powerful thing. Um, Yuza is not clean religiously or righteous. Uh, he's not a, a holy. He's not um, perfectly clean the way a priest should be. Why do we know this? Because when he touches the Ark of the Covenant, he's struck down. The power of God uh, overcomes him. This is not, you know, sort of a targeted attack. It's more like, you know, if we send a rocket at the sun, it's going to blow up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to melt. Um, is it because the sun hates rockets? No, it's because the sun is more powerful than the rocket. It overcomes all of its weaknesses. In the same way, God's power and presence is more than we mortals can stand. If we are in the presence of God without all of these certain things, God's power is just overwhelming for us. This is why God gave the law and, and very strict rules in Leviticus about how the priests should prepare themselves if they're going to go into the presence of God, so this very thing does not happen. And through Christ, we are able to enter into the presence of God because we have been made clean through his blood. Um, that's, that's the whole point, right? That's the whole idea of this. So, anyways, Yuza is not clean appropriately. And so David says, okay, we're going to take a little breather. And so they put the Ark of the Covenant, not quite, hasn't made it all the way to Jerusalem. It's going to stay there. And I'm going to kind of rethink what this is going to look like. Then we have from Acts, Saul is in Athens and he looks around and he sees all of these idols around. And he starts to argue with people just like he usually does, right? He goes to the synagogue, but he also goes to the Areopagus. Um, the Areopagus is this sort of uh, marketplace, right? This this open air marketplace, and in Athens particularly, but also just in the in the very Greek influenced world, especially influenced by Athens and this idea these uh, these philosophers and this whole idea of of um, of just thinking through and rationalism and all these sorts of things. Um, the marketplace. This was the place where folks would gather together. Um, they would have these conversations, these arguments. He encounters some Stoics, some Epicureans, right? And, and we get a very Jewish sort of interpretation of the people of Athens that they just, they spend their day and they don't, all they do is just sit around and talk about new things, right? But they invite Paul and say, Come, come tell us, you know, talk to us. You're saying things that we have not heard before. Let's, let's hear about it. They have very much this openness. And so Paul goes and he sort of preaches to them. And he tells them about all of these idols. And, and we're told that this is the thing that is most worrisome to him, but he uses it. He says, I, as I was looking, and I see you're very religious. You have all of these idols. But I saw this one idol to an unknown God, and he uses that as the springboard um, to proclaim the living God who they do not no, it's unknown to them, but that he, as a Jewish man, understands and knows who this God is, and this God has come in Jesus Christ. Um, he uses the 
the things that he sees around him. He also quotes, and these quotes are not from Hebrew scripture. These quotes are from Greek poets. He is using their own words. Um, one, I know at least one is from this long poem about, um, about Zeus and uses it to expound upon who the living God is um, and tells them all about it. It's uh, really interesting how he uses, uses these cultural things, these things that they would understand to explain this thing um, that is kind of outside of their understanding. Uh, we can learn quite a bit from that. Then we have in Mark, Jesus is um, speaking to, uh, um, excuse me, there's this great crowd around and he has compassion on them. And it seems like we've actually skipped back a couple of chapters, right? Because there's all of these people and they don't have food. And he says, hey, disciples, why don't you go feed these people? It's a test. He's done this exact same thing not that long ago. But they haven't learned anything, have they? Because Jesus says, go ahead and feed these people. And they say, there's no way we can do that. We, can't, we don't have that much money. And Jesus says, really? Really, guys? How many loaves of bread do you have? Seven? That's more than the last time when we fed 5,000 people. And he goes ahead and feeds them miraculously, and they have everything, um, and they get into a boat and go. Um, Mark's gospel is one, in most of the gospels, we feel smarter than the disciples oftentimes. We, we see these things and we realize, you know, how could you be so dumb? But really, if we were in that same, same thing, would we really be smarter? Would we really say, oh, yeah, I remember last time when you did this? Um, or are we fairly earthly bound? Are we fairly sort of stuck in our own assumptions and, and mentalities so that we miss things, thing, these things too? How often has God provided for us in the past? And yet, when we experience some sort of challenge, how often do we look back at how God provided for us before and then say, okay, great, God will provide for us now. Or do we still worry? Do we still wonder how things are going to work out together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus? Um, we're not that different from the disciples. And that is good news, <laughs> right? That, uh, that is helpful for us to hear. All right, let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Give us your peace, O God, that we may rejoice in your goodness to us and to all your children, and be thankful for your love revealed in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for the faithful witness of Christian people. The vast universe of galaxies and stars. friends with whom we have shared the courage to be bold disciples, the labors of those who have served us. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? 
We give thanks for the end of a good week of Vacation Bible School. We pray for rest and relaxation for the children, for the volunteers. We pray that um, the seeds that we have planted this week would grow um, and that faith would be nurtured, whether within this congregation or somewhere else. We pray that God would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Give us your peace, O God, that we may be confident of your care for us and all your children as we remember the needs of others. Especially we pray for Episcopal and Methodist churches. Racial justice and reconciliation. Those who are poor or vulnerable. Agents of caring and relief. Help for those who, abuse, who are abused or neglected. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Lynn, a friend of Bill's sister who lost her husband, Jim. A silent prayer for a friend facing medical issues that came to us online. For Nick, a friend of the church who has knee replacement. For Barbara, a friend of the church who has procedures, had procedures this week. For Sandra, uh, whose husband fell and died as a result. For Ernie, having knee replacement surgery. For Sandra, and with an online prayer request. For Mary Ann, a friend of Bill's who has dizziness. For Debbie, who fell. And David. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's. For Margaret, who is on antibiotics. For Robin, a friend of the Garlands and Wises. For Brad, a friend of the Wises, recovering from brain surgery. For Sophia, who is searching for a job and a career. God, our shepherd, you have brought us this day to a time of reflection and rest. Calm our souls and refresh us with your peace. Keep us close to Christ and draw us closer to one another. In the bonds of wondrous love, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the Lord, who is our peace, give us peace at all times and every way. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. 
like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.